Doing the will of God is often extremely inconvenient and can produce some consequences that, that at least at first sight are really unwanted. And uh, in line with your introduction, Father John Stephen, uh, and even being in this room, you know, we, we sought the will of God. The only reason we're here is because we sought the will of God. And sometimes along the journey, it was very inconvenient. And, and some of your parents don't like where you are. Uh, they, do, they think you're in the wrong place. They think you left God to get here. And there, there's, there's a fallout. And, and even making this journey to, to the Orthodox faith was very complicated at times. And we made a lot of enemies along the way. Now, that's the truth. We actually made some enemies along the way. People turned against us. Sometimes when you do the will of God, in fact, generally when you do the will of God, things are not going to work out really well, at least at first sight. Now, let's take this gospel lesson. This is a remarkable story. Because you have here these characters that show up in today's lesson. Now, it happens to be about the wise men particularly, but uh, I'll get to the wise men. I'm not going to start with the wise men. First of all, we're going to start with Mary. Now, Mary, in order to do the will of God, had to do something that was really not very convenient. And uh, to be a teenage pregnant woman without a husband was very complicated. And to explain to everybody, including Joseph, well, you see, it's not what you think. Uh, an angel came to me, and I've actually conceived by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Tell me about it. Now, nobody's going to believe her. Right up front, to do the will of God, she's asked to do something that is extremely difficult to do, but she says, be it unto me according to your will. Yeah, okay, you can talk too. Be it unto me according to your will. She understood that doing the will of God was not convenient and could produce some consequences that were not particularly desirable. Joseph, let's take him. Oh, my goodness. Joseph, I love, I love the hymnody of our church about Joseph. We do not try to cover this over in the hymnody. I mean, if you, if you were at the royal hours... Uh, of Christmas, you have Joseph talking in the hymns. And Joseph is saying, Mary, why have you done this to me? Why have you deceived me? Why, have, why, why do I have to endure this? I'm going to have to put you away. I mean, he's talking to her in the hymns. I think that's exactly what he said. But Joseph wanted to do the will of God, and I'll get a little later to his character as to why he was willing to do the will of God. I, I don't care how old Joseph was. In the Synexarian this morning, uh, you read that he was 80. Well, maybe he was 80. That's a good age. I don't know anything about 80. John, you know about 80, but I don't. Uh, but uh, we're going to find out something about his character. And then there are... Uh, I want to take today, I want to take the wise men because they're particularly prominent in today's gospel. And here come these, wi these wise men, you know, the three kings of Orientar. Uh, that's the way I thought about it. That's how I heard it when I was growing up. It was three, we, we three kings of Orientar. Oh, I hate to tell, we sang trying to smoke a rubber cigar. <laughs> but, 
But we had these three, these three kings. You know, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't just three people. I mean, if they brought all that gold, frankincense, and myrrh, I'm pretty sure that there were some uh, guys with swords around, and you know, they had to protect them. I just, uh, you know, the way you see it in the manger scene, it, they weren't at the manger. Uh, they weren't in the cave, uh, but you know, you see three camels, you know, and then these these three kings. I mean, it's cute, but probably not the way it happened. And uh, they get there uh, probably two years later. But the wise men, they come, and I am going to insist that the wise men were doing the will of God consciously. Joseph took Mary consciously. He knew he was doing the will of God when he took Mary, even though at first sight it appeared that she had deceived him and was unfaithful. The wise men, oh, the wise men. You know, this is one of the hard parts of the whole Christmas story for me. I'll tell you why. The wise men. Now, what were the wise men following, folks? You tell me. What were they following? Okay. Now, where did the star take them first? To Herod. That's where the star took them. Oh, that the star had not took them to Herod. The worst possible thing almost that could have happened. Is that not true? Because the reason this part of the story is so grievous to me, you know, I have no idea how many boy babies around Bethlehem were slaughtered. Some of the tradition tells us it was as high as 20,000 babies. I have no idea if it were that many. I do not know that. But I do know this. I understand somewhat why Rachel was weeping so. Rachel, she's Jacob's wife. She's been dead for centuries. Rachel is weeping. I think Rachel, perhaps even in the heavens, was reaching or where, wherever she was at the time because the resurrection had not yet occurred. But it, Rachel, her children, they were weeping. These mothers having their babies torn away from them. Oh, if the wise men would have just gone to Bethlehem first. But what were they doing? The will of God. By the way, do you know how Rachel gets consoled? Those mothers got every one of those little babies into the kingdom of God. What would a mother want more? Wouldn't you want anything more, moms, to have your children in the kingdom of God for eternity than anything else? Not even They didn't even have to take the risk. They didn't have to raise them. They didn't have to have teenagers. They just got to have their children taken into the kingdom of God. Okay. So we have Mary. We have Joseph. We have the wise men, uh, and we have people that are doing the will of God. Now, let's look at them again. Staying with the wise men for just a few moments. The wise men, they were just a bunch of party guys over somewhere in Persia, okay? You know, they were, they were rich, and it was sort of a hobby them to do astronomy. And, they, they, and one day, one of them, uh, he was a little drunk, and he, he saw this star, and he said, hey, there's a star, let's go follow it. No. That's not what happened. These wise men understood that they were going to see the king of the Jews. I don't know how they saw that. What you just heard a while ago, since you walked in this room, you heard that the star taught them. How does a star teach them? 
I don't know. That's what we sang. You get me a better explanation? Can you figure out a better way how they know that they had come to see the one who was born king of the Jews? And the one, their, their argument was so convincing. Not only was Herod convinced, but all Jerusalem with him. Enough to want to kill all those babies and go ahead and do it. To do the will of God can produce some incredibly difficult consequences. Would you not agree with me that a merciful God should have had more mercy on the mothers of Bethlehem? Well, I think he showed a great deal of mercy. He got all those babies into glory. I, I, I personally think there was, uh, that it was a grand day in glory when those babies were taken. I do. Do you know what we called those babies? Do you know what we called them? The first martyrs. They had some, some mothers had some babies there to pray for them from heaven, except mature. Okay. Now, here are some people. I'm just taking these. Mary, Joseph, and the wise men. They did the will of God. It was really inconvenient. Why did they do the will of God? Well, first of all, we have to ask, how did they know the will of God? Now, I'm going to have to deal with this very, very carefully because Mary knew it was the will of God because an angel came and announced it to her. Joseph knew it was the will of God because an angel came to him in a dream on more than one occasion and announced it to him. And the wise men came because they had seen a star. Now, each of these play an incredibly important part. Mary, because she's going to be the mother of God. Joseph, because he's going to have to take care of her. And the wise men, amongst other reasons, is because they're going to finance the trip to Egypt. Isn't that right? I mean, what does it say in the text you read this morning? <laughs> how are they going to make a living? How are we going to do this? How are we going to all of a sudden, you know, get on a donkey and go to Egypt? Maybe take, you know, you heard this morning that, uh, that James, the Lord's brother, whose memory we're celebrating today, that he went with them, that he went to Egypt with them. How are you going to, how's this family going to live? How, how are these little foreigners going to live in the land of Egypt? Well, they're going to live on the, uh, the gold and frankincense and myrrh. That's how they're going to live. Now, each of these people had an instrumental part to play. But the whole point of where I'm after in this homily is what kind of people was it who heard the will of God and did it? And then a conclusion to that. First of all, Mary. You know, Joseph says in the hymnody, I brought you from the temple, and you have betrayed me. You have deceived me. But that wasn't the case. She hadn't. Mary was a very pious, godly young woman committed to living a godly life. That's what she was committed to. I remember one of, my, one of the first inclinations I had that something was wrong in the world in which I was 40-some years ago is because the standard view of the Virgin Mary was this. She was just one more Jewish girl, and any one Jewish girl would have done. Not on your life. There was no other Jewish girl living at that time who was like her. No one. 
The angel wasn't joking when he said, Hail thou that art highly favored among women. I knew at the time, that just can't be right. It can't be that just any Jewish girl would have done. This is an unusual young woman. She was committed to doing the will of God. She was pious. She was godly. And you said, well, it was because she was raised the way she was. Perhaps. Helps to get raised the right way. But she had a heart that was open to do the will of God. Can you imagine this? I, I love this. The thing I love most about Mary of all is, be it unto me according to your will. It's what I love the best. Not everybody will say that. Joseph. I know something about Joseph. I know what kind of a man he was. There's one word you can give me that will tell me, tell us all, what kind of a man Joseph was. It's a great clue to his whole character. Joseph was a... I want to, about his character. Joseph was a just man. Joseph was a just man. Don't you love to run into people in your life that are just they're straight. They're fair. They have integrity. That's the kind of a man Joseph was. He, there may have been many other things about his character that were remarkable, but this one is remarked. He was a just man. Do you want to know the will of God? Men, do you want to know the will of God? Well, if you're not even going to start with being just, skip knowing the will of God. Why, why even play the game? If you're going to know the will of God, there's going to have to be something about your character. Mary was a godly, righteous woman. Joseph was a just man. The wise men. What do I know about them? Either they were insane to make that trip and follow a star, or they were men who had a consciousness. These are Gentiles, folks. These aren't people with a history of godliness. These aren't a people that knew about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They somehow knew the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they didn't know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They're foreigners! But what do we know about the wise men that give us a clue to their character? What did they do first when they met Jesus? They worshipped him. We three kings of Orient are on our knees before a baby. How do you like that? Because they recognized... I, I don't know how great their recognition was. I don't think they probably understood this was the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, born of the Father before all ages, born of the Virgin in time... God incarnate. I doubt if they understood that. But they were men with enough character that the first thing they did when they saw the king is they worshipped a human being who just happened to also be God. Now, what's my point? My point is, I think virtually everyone in this room wants to do the will of God. I don't think you'd even be here if you didn't want to do the will of God. Sometimes you don't do the will of God, isn't that right? Sometimes you do your own will. Sometimes you do somebody else's will. We don't always do the will of God. 
But if we're going to do the will of God for the most part, people, we need to be the kind of people that are open to hearing the will of God. God didn't choose just any Jewish girl. God didn't choose just any Jewish man to be a Joseph. God didn't choose just three, any three Persians to bring the gold and frankincense and myrrh. He chose those who had a heart to know his will and to do it. As you made the introduction, Father John Stephen, I was thinking how many times in this room, how many times we heard a teaching, a teaching that we followed so closely. We said we are going to get to the church by seeing and hearing from God. When I think of Father Richard, that's what I think of, first of all. That's my first memory of Father Richard. You have no idea how many hundred times, how many hundreds of times Father Richard said to me, Father John, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? That was never good enough. It wasn't good enough because if I thought I were seeing something or if Father Peter thought he were seeing something or if Father Jack or or whoever else was involved thought we were hearing something or seeing something, what we had to do was find out if it were so, right? We just didn't take it for granted. If somebody said, well, the will of God is that we, that we go to Metropolitan Philip and become Orthodox. You know, that, that would have been nice if it happened that way. But what happened is, as, as I think of this whole movement, and as I stand here today thinking how we got here, we got here basically the same way that Mary and Joseph and the wise men got here. We heard God speak. What you had was imperfect men who were giving you leadership, but we did see and we did hear, and our hearts were bent on seeing and hearing from God, knowing the will of God and doing it, and it was very inconvenient. It caused our parents to turn away from us in many cases. It caused friends to turn away from us. It caused people to write articles against it against us. And even today, after it's all said and done, some of them still think we're crazy. And even some of you, sometimes you say, well, did you do it right? <coughs> Is this really what we were supposed to do? Yeah. It hasn't always been convenient, has it? Furthermore, you don't even know where you're going to finish up at St. Athanasius, do you? You're not sure how you're going to get that temple over there, are you? You know how you're going to get the temple over there? Do you know how you're going to get the temple over there? You're going to do the will of God. You're going to see, and you're going to hear, and you're going to do the will of God. I was thinking, what did I want to leave you with today? With Father Richard's passing, it's almost as if an era has come to an end. It's no longer Father John Stephen, and gratefully, it's no longer Dick, Jack, and John, and Pete. It's no longer Father Peter, Father Richard, Father Jack, Father John, Father Gordon. It's no longer that. Or Ken. It's no longer that. It's you. And which of you are going to step up to the plate? Which of you are going to have your hearts ready? You say, well, you weren't all that spiritual of men. No, that's right, we weren't. 
We really weren't. None of us would claim to be. But we were committed to doing the will of God. We were committed to knowing what he wanted, and that's why you're here. And you wouldn't be here without it. Absolutely committed. You guys in your early 20s, what are you going to do? Are you going to be bored with where you are? Are you going to say, this is a bore to be in this Orthodox church? It may be boring to you. I don't care. It's irrelevant. Are you going to do the will of God? Is this God's church? Are you, is, is it the will of God that you be here? Well, of course it is. Of course it's the will of God. So what are you going to do about it? You need to step up to the plate, the 20s and the 30s. You said two generations. You're right. But even I'm talking to even some of the children here. Children. When did Mary, the mother of God, begin her, her search, her, her conscious endeavor to please God as a child? By the way, I sought more to please God as a child than I did when I grew up and was taught by adults not to please God. Just by watching them. As a child, my heart was committed to pleasing God and to knowing his will and doing it. So I've taken Mary and Joseph and the wise men today, but my whole point of what I'm after today is a generation has passed or is passing. Father Peter can't do it anymore. Father Gordon can't do it anymore. Father John can't do it anymore. Father Richard's doing more than any of us. I love having him there. Just love having him there. I don't, you, you can't imagine how many times since he died I've asked him to pray for me. He understands. I know. He, he knows what goes on in my guts. Probably knows me better than any man who ever in, in my whole life. We spent thousands and thousands and thousands of hours together. But you've got to pick it up, folks. You just can't just sit endlessly and say, oh, isn't it nice or isn't it boring or isn't it whatever. It's that commitment to know the will of God and to do it. God will show you. He'll help you, but he's not going to show you and he's not going to help you unless you have made that absolute, utter commitment. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy upon me. Show me. Help me. Let my life be what it needs to be in order that I can be that vessel, that vehicle through whom you can work. Let this gospel lesson be an encouragement to you today. The will of God can be terribly inconvenient. It altered a man's career. That's Joseph. It brought those wise men from the east. Cost them money. A lot of it, I think. And it cost a young woman her reputation. What will it cost you? Whatever it is, you need to pay it. And God will bless you and we'll all rejoice in it.